It is going low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet here with a Masters edition. Kale Berger with you as all eyes this weekend set on Augusta, Georgia, Augusta National Golf Club. And what a tournament it's already been thus far. And it's only going to get wilder and weirder and wetter over the next two days here, especially coming up here uh, later this morning and later this afternoon. A lot to discuss here of what has transpired already and what is expected to transpire or how conditions are going to change here at Augusta uh, really over the next 24 hours and how that could affect Sunday and potentially the rare Monday finish for the Masters tournament. So let's set the scene thus far. Basically the first two rounds, or for some people, the first round and a half of this tournament, Augusta was in pristine conditions being played in terms of uh, weather, temperature, wind, everything you could possibly desire, pristine condition. And that allowed, especially a guy like Brooks Kepka, to get after it, build himself a considerable lead, and sit in a very advantageous spot where he stands right now at 12-under, a three-shot lead over John Rahm, and currently leading this golf tournament with a full two rounds in the books for him. And we'll talk about uh, Kepka here coming up in just a little bit. But what is so, I wouldn't even say smart, because part of it is just luck, but knowing that Kepka was going to have these early tee times, knowing he was going to be able to fit in his full rounds, and knowing that uh, this weather was going to be rolling in here and affecting this golf tournament over the weekend, uh, Brooks Kepka did exactly and has done exactly what he's needed to do. He went out over the last two days, shot 65-67, 12-under right now, has snatched a hold of the lead at this golf tournament, but has done it in a masterful way that he could maximize and take advantage of the great conditions on this golf course before the nasty weather starts to roll in. And we saw that nasty weather even yesterday. You know, trees falling down. One, thankfully, where no one got hurt, one of those large, what, 60-year-old pine trees, I think it was on number 17, fell. It was a very dramatic scene on the broadcast as the, the camera panned and you saw the tree falling with some of those high winds. Uh, thankfully, no one injured or hurt in that. Um, but I saw a tweet earlier today, and this is from uh, Kevin Van Valkenburg from No Laying Up, who got a text from a source who said that a close friend's uncle works on the tree team at Augusta National and the guy basically said he wouldn't be home last night as they were going to be testing trees, testing the conditions. Because, you know, that is an interesting point to be made that it's not just the trees that might have fallen down that could have, in the immediate, potentially uh, injured a, a, a patron or a spectator. But it's, you know, what other of conditions around the golf course have been weakened or have been, you know, made into a potentially dangerous situation that could affect people's well-being. So... You know, Augusta clearly has taken that very seriously. They suspended play yesterday due to the thunderstorms, the lightning, the high winds in the area, uh, and, of course, the rain. And the plan right now is to resume play at 8 a.m. So as soon as we go off the air here for going low is when play will resume for the Masters tournament. But the problem is, is how much longer are they going to be able to play? Because you look at the hourly forecast for Augusta, Georgia, 
First of all, it's going to be frigid cold, especially for this time of year in that part of the country. You know, the first two days, it was balmy, it was sticky, it was hot. You saw, you know, Tiger was dripping in sweat. It was, you know, great scoring conditions, especially on a golf course that is as challenging as Augusta. The weather could not have been more ideal for guys to go out there and score, to go low, and we saw that from a lot of these guys at the top of the leaderboard. And now we are seeing the pretty much direct opposite of that and what is expected, especially today, but potentially on Sunday uh, as well. So right now, as we look at what the you know weather forecast is for today at Augusta, you know, you look up and down the hourly, and it never looks like it's going to get above 50 degrees. It's high, it's high 40s all day. In addition to that, you know, you have winds about 14 miles per hour. You still have 85% humidity, but you got 60% chance of precipitation. It gets to 11 o'clock, and it's at 85 for the next three hours. So from 11 to 1, you know, up until all the way 2 o'clock, it's going to be 85% chance of rain. A little bit of a break in there around 2, and then it gets back up over the 70s in precipitation. So, you know, there is a legitimate threat that this golf tournament is going to be finished on Monday. There, that is a legitimate thing that could happen. The rare Monday finish at the Masters is what we could see just based on, I'm not sure how much golf they're going to be able to get in. But like we were talking about earlier with Brooks Kepka, and we always want to take your phone calls here at 412-928-9370, what is so big about what Kepka has done thus far is he has perfectly taken advantage of of those early tee times he has gotten on the first two days. So he has gotten two full rounds of golf in. He is 12 under. He's played 36 holes. And he's waiting to tee off today whenever that may happen to be. You compare that with a guy like John Rahm. I mean, John Rahm right now is technically second in the field. But John Rahm still has nine holes left to play from his second round. So he is nine under. Three shots behind Brooks Kepka, but he still has an entire half of a round of golf to play in entirely different conditions than the first half he played yesterday. So while Brooks Kepka has already gotten into the clubhouse at 12 under par through two rounds, John Rahm, who is second, who has played fantastic golf to this point, especially bouncing back from the very first hole of this tournament, he four putts on number one on Thursday starting the Masters. And then from that point on, has been absolutely deadly and, and looked once again like a guy who, you know, we were all talking about as, like he is, one of the best players in the world. But, you know, he was on a ridiculous run to start this year. You know, he had won three tournaments already. Uh, he had a ton of money in the bag. He had already won as well. And everyone was praising John Rahm. And then he kind of fell off. You know, he withdraws from the players with an illness. He gets knocked out in the group stage at the match play two weeks ago. And now, you know, we do see John Rahm, you know, coming back to prominence here or, you know, reasserting himself as one of the top two best players in the world alongside Scotty Scheffler, who we'll talk about a little bit later as well. But that's that's one of the keys here. That's one of the big differences is that this leaderboard right now is very deceiving. You know, you have guys like Kepka. Of course, we cannot discount or not mention the... Amateur Sam Bennett from Texas A&M, who right now is in third on this leaderboard at 8-under. Sam Bennett has been one of the great stories of this golf tournament early on. 
as, you know, he has not come out there and played like he's trying to be the low amateur. He's trying to go out there and win the golf tournament. And I think it's been like 1961. An amateur has never won the Masters, but it was like 1961 was the last time an amateur even finished runner-up. So he's, you know, in striking distance right now and trying to make some history. But he has also completed his first two rounds. Colin Morikawa is tied for fourth with Victor Hovland. Now, Hovland came out hot right out of the gates on Thursday and was just lighting it up. But he was a guy who started, you know, later in the morning, early afternoon. And so Victor Hovland still has eight holes to play from his second round, whereas Morikawa, who is also at six under, has shot, you know, twin 69s in his first and second round, and he is already through two rounds. So that is kind of the the, the dynamic that we see here. And the very interesting situation that has developed as a result of the weather delay yesterday, playing being suspended, and now having to start things back up here today at 8 a.m. You know, part it, it kind of goes both ways. Guys like Kepka, Morikawa, uh, Sam Bennett, they're probably not really sure when they're going to get back out there on the golf course. They kind of got to play it by ear right now. They are in a little bit of a holding pattern, especially if you're a guy like Kepka. When you have played so well to this point, uh, I'm sure all he wants to do is get back out there on the golf course and keep playing and keep riding this hot hand. He wants to keep that that rhythm and that momentum. Conversely, you compare that with guys like John Rahm with Victor Hovland. You know, you compare it with guys uh, like a Cameron Young, who's tied for six, who had a great start to this tournament as well. Uh, there's a lot of guys in that top ten that still have an entire half of a round of golf to play from their second round that should have been finished on Friday. So right now, I would not take this leaderboard other than Kepka at the top with a three-stroke lead, the rest of it, I I don't think I would, you know, I would take it with a grain of salt because this is going to be a very tumultuous day here and there's a legitimate shot that this golf tournament uh, does not get finished until Monday. But, you know, let's go back to Brooks Kepka here for a second because, you know, I was a guy who last week who not really was discounting the you know, chance of the live guys to come out here and perform. But I think it was a legitimate question that a lot of us shared of just a lack of legitimate expectations or a lack of, you know, idea of just how they would fare. You know, part of the discussion has been, you know, they have not played as much golf as some of these other guys that are coming into this golf tournament from the PGA Tour. The other one is the field, and that is something that Cam Smith earlier on this week was very blunt about and honest, and I'm, I'm sure Liv Golf was not very happy with the way he said, but he he flat out said that, listen, the, the, the fields on Liv are nowhere near as challenging and as deep as they are on the PGA Tour, and I, you know, that is not some novel concept, that is not some bold take by Cam Smith, it is the truth, but the fact that he said the quiet part out loud, I think was pretty uh, surprising to me, I'm sure Liv was not happy with that. But you look at Kepka, and I think the biggest thing right here is something that I think we've all thought for a while, something that we certainly got uh, a taste of from the Netflix documentary Full Swing, is that all that really needed to happen for Brooks Kepka in a lot of regards is he needed to get healthy. And that's what we're seeing from Brooks Kepka right now, is that he is healthy. But we're seeing him out there on the golf course once again, you know, not only hit some great shots, uh, perfectly play this golf course, play it smart, not try anything crazy. He's had two very, very impressive rounds, and it hasn't even been that he's done, you know, anything that's 
uh, crazy intricate or, you know, blow you away in terms of some of the shots he's had. He's just been so very, very solid. And he's been able to do things that maybe he hasn't been capable of in recent years simply because his health wasn't there. And when you really know that Brooks Kepka is playing golf well, is when you can see him getting that swagger back where he kind of is just playing the golf course with that strut, with that swagger, with that confidence, and with that look on his face, and especially with the way he you know, speaks to the media after the rounds, you know, kind of thinking to himself or kind of outwardly saying, you know, you nerds make this golf stuff way harder than it needs to be. I just go up there, I hit the ball. You guys worry too much about the numbers, the analytics. You guys are a bunch of nerds. I'm bringing cool back to golf. And, you know, some people think that Brooks Kepka's a little, you know, a little brash. Some people think Brooks Kepka is, you know, has a bad attitude. There's a lot of different opinions of Brooks Kepka. Uh, but for me right now, it's just unparalleled confidence. And a guy who I feel like is free and coming into this golf tournament with nothing to lose. You contrast Brooks Kepka with a guy like Rory McIlroy, who clearly is you know, feeling all of the pressure in the world. And Rory went five over and missed the cut. And it's kind of crazy what Rory has done now in his last three Masters. He's missed the cut. He was tied for second last year. And then he missed the cut again. So he has kind of been topsy-turvy all over the place, a roller coaster. But as Rory is pursuing that career Grand Slam, you can see the pressure is getting to Rory. And he's pressing all week. And he has so much he's placing on himself in terms of expectations, trying to win that career Grand Slam, that he ends up folding and misses the cut here at five under. Compare that with a guy like Brooks Kepka, who everyone's counting out the guys from Liv. Everyone's counting him out because he hasn't won a major in you know five years and he hasn't really been a factor given his health and now has left the PGA Tour for Liv. You know, he's playing with house money. And I'm not sure how much of winning at you know, Orange County National last week in Orlando on the Live Tour really did anything for him. But I will say this. Uh, it is an advantageous situation in a golf golf tournament on a golf course to play with zero expectations. You know, it's funny how you kind of play better when you're out there with your buddies. Uh, when you're, you know, playing for money and, you know, you've been going back and forth with your one friend and you say, I'm going to beat you, I'm going to beat you, and there's a lot of pressure riding on it. You know, you don't play, coincidentally, nearly as well as, you know, it's an after-work round with three other guys and you're drinking beers and you're hanging out. When the pressure is low and the expectations are low, you know, you play looser, you play free, and you have the kind of results that, you know, you see on the golf course. I think there's a similar parallel to what we're seeing from Brooks Kepka here right now. So there is that interesting contrast between Kepka and Rory. All the pressure in the world on Rory, and he has now missed the cut, no pressure, no expectations really on Kepka, even though some people were eyeing him and hyping him up coming in this week. And we see where he's at right now, not only in the way that he has managed this golf course, given his tee times, given his opportunity to finish two rounds before the weather rolled in, but also the way he's playing right now. He's playing like major championship Brooks Kepka, the guy that has won, you know, U.S. Opens and, and PGAs. He is playing that right now. And, you know, we remember he's only 32 years old. He has dealt with some injuries, but he's finally back healthy here right now. And I've heard a lot of people talk about Brooks in terms of, you know, their different opinion of him after watching that Netflix series. Some people saw Kepka as the same guy that they've always believed him to be. 
other people, I think including myself, really saw him as a sympathetic character. You know, just because the guy has a kind of uh, cold personality or just has, you know, he, he's not the most expressive guy, you know, he's not going to be walking up and down the course with a big grin on his face messing around with his playing partners. I mean, that's not Brooks Kepka. He's kind of an all-business guy. He's got a dry sense of humor and personality. We all kind of knew that's what Brooks Kepka was. But the way he was presented and the way he, I think he presented himself in the Netflix documentary is, you know, as a sympathetic character. That This is a guy who was just frustrated, who had, his body had been battered by injuries in recent years, and he just wanted to get back to playing the great golf that he's capable of. And now we're finally seeing that. So he kind of was a sympathetic character in that, I felt. That's at least how I interpreted Brooks Kepka in that Netflix series. And, you know, for me, after watching that, it is good to see him playing the golf that he is right now because this is the type of golf that he's capable of. And there's been a lot of talk made about maybe his uh, reservations or maybe just his, you know, feeling that maybe he made a mistake going to live. You know, having some regrets, maybe. There's been a lot of talk made about that. Um, but, you know, maybe he also has gained the system a little bit as being one of those guys who, you know, has no interest in playing the John Deere Classic, who's only concerned with majors. And that's really been what his career has been to this point. I mean, he has won a lot of golf tournaments, but Brooks Kepka's a guy who cares about the majors. And maybe he has gamed the system perfectly and set himself up in a perfect situation where he's getting all this guaranteed money, where he doesn't have to play the, you know, the Travelers Championship or he doesn't have to play this random golf tournament this week. You know, he doesn't have to play the RBC Heritage. He can just ignore those golf tournaments that he felt were unimportant or a waste of time or unnecessary. He can play a couple of tournaments on live and then he can go to the majors and especially would continue that for the foreseeable future, of course, if he's able to win the Masters here and uh, put on the green jacket, whether that is on Sunday or whether that happens on Monday given some of the weather situation we got coming up here as well. It's Kale Berger with you here for Going Low. A lot more here coming up on the show as we take you up to the 8 o'clock hour before we hand it off to Pat Bostic for the Panther Insider Show. Uh, we are going to have play resuming at Augusta National here in about 40 minutes. Weather suspended the play yesterday. Still plenty of guys that need to finish their second rounds. So some of those guys that are in the clubhouse with two rounds already in hand in a waiting pattern, some of those other guys that still have to finish their second round are going to be facing some very different conditions and maybe not even going to be able to finish that today with some of the weather and rain that is rolling in here. So that is a developing situation right now in Augusta, Georgia, and they're going to try to get play started coming up here uh, at 8 o'clock as well. 412-928-9370. Would love to get your thoughts on the way the tournament's played thus far, your thoughts on Kepka coming out here with 65s and 67s in the first two rounds, and having a three-shot lead at 12-under here currently, already two rounds halfway through this golf tournament, 36 holes in. But coming up next, I want to talk about another guy here uh, that, of course, a lot of attention has been placed on him, and deservedly so, with him coming into this uh, Masters tournament at Augusta. That, of course, will be Tiger Woods. Always going to be a draw, always going to be a fan favorite, always going to be a big crowd following him. Well, right now... Tiger Woods is literally smack dab in the middle of the projected cut line at plus two. So he's two over right now. He's right on the cut line. And it has been an adventurous, eventful 
first two rounds for Tiger Woods, to say the least, right here, right now. But the question I want to ask you at 412-928-9370, you can tweet me as well at Kale underscore Berger. Do you think Tiger Woods will win again? Will he win another golf tournament? I'm not even saying a major. Will he win another golf tournament on the PGA Tour? Given his injuries, his physical limitations, and also just the strength of the world of golf right now. Can he compete with these guys? We'll talk about that and debate that coming up next. That's Kale Berger. Welcome back to Going Low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet. Kale Berger here with you. We're talking Masters, of course. Still haven't finished the second round. Play suspended yesterday and going to resume here in about uh, half an hour or so from Augusta, Georgia. And we just talked about it last segment. Just to reiterate, as you look around this leaderboard currently, uh, a little deceiving and maybe not what meets the eye as Kepka is the bona fide leader with a three-shot lead at 12 under through two rounds. Right behind him, John Rahm at nine under, but he still has nine holes left to finish in his second round. Was not able to get that in after play was suspended yesterday due to inclement weather that has carried on throughout the night and is going to affect play here yesterday or today here potentially as well where we uh, could hypothetically see a rare Monday finish at the Masters. So, you know, as well as Kepka has played, capitalizing on his early tee times and, and giving himself a, a shot to build a considerable lead and a considerable, you know, depth under par to this point, uh, guys like John Rahm, you know, do not mistake where he is at for maybe being as close to Kepka as you think that he is as Maybe in some other cases, you'd think that, okay, well, John Rahm has a lot more room to be able to catch up to Kepka. The The crucial thing to remember here is that Kepka got out to this lead and capitalized when the conditions and the weather was at its best. So if things get nasty, if the weather becomes, you know, tumultuous here over the next two days, Kepka's already built himself quite the cushion. And, you know, if he continues to play, you know, even par golf from this point and the rest of the field does the same, I mean, it's going to be harder to score than it has been to this point. Not only because they're at Augusta National, but also because the weather is, you know, not ideal for the scoring situation. Uh, then Brooks Kepka could be running away with this golf tournament. Obviously, we still need to see things play out here over the next uh, couple of days or so. But right now, he has put himself in a very, very good situation. Another guy to mention uh, right now is Scotty Scheffler. And a crazy stat with Scheffler right now, who currently uh, is tied for 29th, one under, with guys like Dustin Johnson and Tommy Fleetwood and Tony Finau and Xander Shoffley. Scotty Scheffler, of course, last year's Masters champion. Uh, a lot of people liked him to come in here and repeat. And why wouldn't you? Number one in the world, uh, coming off a fourth-place finish at the Dell match play two weeks ago. Uh, he's the players' champion. He has played ridiculous golf to this point. Scotty Scheffler has so far this season. So coming in, he was the hottest golfer in the world, entering a tournament that he won last season. So a lot of money in Vegas. A lot of people were just picking Scotty Scheffler to repeat and win this golf tournament. It hadn't been done since Tiger Woods you know, nearly 20 years ago. And it's a it's kind of crazy what has happened here with Scotty Scheffler. He shot a first-round 68, so he was four under heading into Friday, but everything just fell apart. 
on Friday for him as he shot a 75, three over. And really the the story for Scotty Scheffler or, you know, what paints the picture for Scotty Scheffler right now is that, you know, this is a guy who coming in or so far in this tournament coming into Saturday, he's like one or two in strokes gained from tee to green in the tournament. I mean, from the tee box to approaching the green, nearly no one has been as good as Scotty Scheffler so far in this golf tournament. But the problem is he is last in putting in the field. Like, I'm looking at this article right now here from CBS Sports, and it says, after losing nearly four strokes with his putter on Thursday, Scotty Scheffler was unable to improve the putter and ranked dead last in the field in round two. He's totaled nearly eight strokes lost to the field with just the putter. Scheffler's performance keys in on why it is so difficult to defend at Augusta National. Like, that's the thing is you can get on every green. uh, You can drive it perfectly. You can place it exactly where you need to. And Scotty Scheffler really does everything solid in the game of golf. We talk about, oh, well, this guy's a great driver. Like a guy like Cameron Young. And uh, this guy in Kalamurakawa is a great iron player. Same thing with a guy like Justin Thomas. You know, we have all these attributes and these individual things all these guys are very good at. Scotty Scheffler's solid at everything. You know, there's not one thing that's incredibly great, but there's not one thing that's he's incredibly poor at. He is just solid across the board. Uh, crazy how this week it has arrived that has just been the putter has not worked for him. And like I said, he's been so solid so far this year. Has won golf tournaments, has been in contention in nearly every tournament he's played, ramping up to the Masters here this weekend in Augusta, and now the putter has just fallen apart. And it just highlights not only why it is so hard to repeat as a Masters champion, but also just where this golf tournament is, or this golf course is so treacherous, is on those greens and around the greens. It is all short game this week. And the guys that are able to you know, either place the ball where they need to on the green or capitalize with the putter. Those guys, of course, are the ones that are in really good spots right now. And, you know, we had this discussion last week and why, you know, I was ripping some people that said if they started 100 yards out on every hole, they could still make the cut at the Masters. I mean, the world number one and world number two have both four-putted at some point through the first two rounds of this golf tournament. That should tell you all you need to know about how treacherous and challenging these greens are here at Augusta National. As we look back at the leaderboard, once again, to just give you an outline of where things stand right now, Kepka is the leader in the clubhouse through two rounds at 12 under. Play is going to resume here coming up at 8 o'clock, so 20 minutes away. John Rahm is 9 under in second. In third is Sam Bennett, amateur from Texas A&M, who is at 8 under, has shot a pair of 68s to start this golf tournament. And then you have Colin Morikawa and Victor Hovland. Hovland with arguably the ugliest shirt ever worn on a golf course. Uh, when he rocked on Thursday. Uh, he is, at, they are tied at six under. Uh, and then uh, tied for sixth, you have, uh, what, five guys here? Four guys here at five under. And Jason Day, Sam Burns, Cameron Young, and Jordan Spieth. So that is the lay of the land as things stand here right now. Currently on the projected cut line, tied for 50 is Tiger Woods. Tiger right now is two over. He shot even on Thursday, a two over 74 yesterday. Uh, he and JT Poston are 
tied for 50 and on the projected cut line at two over. And it's raised this question here as, you know, there was obviously so much attention being paid on, on Tiger that, you know, after playing at the Genesis a couple of months ago in L.A., his golf tournament, you know, okay, Tiger's back. Tiger's back at Augusta. This is what he wants to do. He's going to try and play the majors. He might not play a ton of competitive golf in between. He's going to play the majors. He's going to come out here and try to see if he can, you know, break, you know, Jack Nicklaus's record or try and come out here and, and win more golf tournaments and add more majors to his obviously already, you know, GOAT status career. But there's obviously going to be always be questions about his uh, physical fitness. You know, he was obviously in a very, very scary car accident a couple years ago. He is still dealing with the physical challenges and limitations of those injuries he sustained in that golf in that uh, you know car accident. And as much as we thought this would get better and improve with time, and as he continued to heal and continued to receive you know his world class treatment and physical therapy, we thought that he would only get better, and then Tiger would you know maybe in a sense be able to get somewhat back to his old self. Well, that does not look like it's been the case. And we heard a very, very honest Tiger Woods in the media availabilities prior to the start of this golf tournament as, you know, we look at Tiger Woods and what he has done thus far and and, and the way that he was brutally honest to start this golf tournament or prior to this week. He didn't seem like the same Tiger that we usually always get that I think I win every golf tournament. And even with his physical limitations, he thinks he's got a shot. He did not seem as confident as maybe he's seen in some past opportunities post-car crash uh, going back out here and trying to win majors. And, you know, we've seen he's, he looks like he's walking a little bit better. I have seen some grimaces from him at times. And as he talks about, you know, it's not necessarily, you know, the ball striking or, or hitting the shots as much as it is the walking that is the challenge for him. He has been very open and honest about that. And, of course, Augusta National television broadcast do not do it justice as to just how hilly and, you know, difficult the terrain is. It is elevation changes. It is a hilly golf course. It is a difficult one to walk. It is a challenging one to walk. And anyone that's ever played Augusta National, you know, that is a an amateur golfer or a member, they will tell you that, yeah, I mean, you can't see it on TV. But in terms of the elevation changes, the topography of the golf course, it's a lot like what we face here in Pittsburgh. There are not a lot of, you know, even lies. There's a lot of difficult golf shots. Even when you hit it in the middle of the fairway, you're going to have your feet above you, your feet below you, the ball below you. It's never is there an easy shot or just a conventional shot here on this golf course. And that's something that Tiger Woods has had to deal with. But, you know, as I looked at his performance so far through two rounds, as he's you know, trying to make the cut here, and he might not know here until today, so it could be all for nothing that he's had to stay here and, and hang out for an extra day, but he was just shown on ESPN here getting ready to get back out there and start his third round at some point. He was out there working on the range. The question is to me is, will Tiger Woods ever win again? And partially, and that is on the PGA Tour, and I think it's not just in majors. Will Tiger Woods win a PGA Tour or major golf tournament again in his career. Will his physical limitations, will the after effects of that car crash be just too much for him ever to overcome and hamper him? Also, does Tiger Woods still have enough left in the tank in his game to be able to compete 
with the quality of golfer he is going to face in fields like majors year in and year out as far as he wants to continue to try and attack these. I mean, you look at this leaderboard right now and really look at the leaderboard on any given week on the PGA Tour or you know, even some of those guys on live that have come out here and played good golf. You know, Phil Mickelson's four under. You know, Cam Smith is, is hanging around. DJ's one under there with, you know, Scotty Scheffler. With the quality of golf, with the length of these guys half off the tee, with some of the advantages that they have, like part of the reason why Tiger was so dominant is he was so far ahead of his time. Tiger Woods in 2003 was hitting the ball in terms of, you know, distance, power, hitting the ball the way a lot of the guys today are all able to do that. And that's part of, you know, the modern athlete, differences in training, differences in ball and club technology. You know, the way Tiger Woods was able to dominate the world of golf, a lot of guys have those abilities and attributes and traits here right now. And the quality of golf, in my opinion, is at a significantly higher level just in terms of the depth of quality golfers. I mean, you look at this leaderboard, you got Kepka and Rom and Morikawa and Hovland and Spieth, but you're not even talking about guys like Justin Thomas and, of course, Scotty Scheffler, Cam Smith. I mean, there are so many good golfers, talented golfers in these fields now that I'm not sure that Tiger Woods, given his physical limitations, is ever going to be able to overcome them. And it's a shame because we all want to see Tiger Woods win again. We all want to see Tiger win another major. Uh, he is still, in a lot of ways, the biggest draw in golf. But the problem is, is I just don't think he's capable, given what he's dealing with, with his body, I don't know that he's capable of competing with not only the individual golfers of today, but the group, the collective, the depth of quality golfers playing professional golf here today as well. So we'll see what Tiger is able to do here today. We'll see if he ends up even making the cut. If some other guys make some moves that still have not finished their second rounds, Tiger could be going home and could have stuck around at Augusta National for nothing. Or we could see Tiger maybe do something special and make the cut and see Tiger Woods playing on Sunday once again because that is obviously still you know, a great blessing and a great treat to see given what Tiger has been through to this point. But right now he's at two over. He is tied with JT Poston at the projected cut line. And we're going to have to see some of these other second rounds finish out here today if they're able to, given the weather situation, to see if Tiger Woods is going to be playing the weekend at Augusta National. 412-928-9370. Still taking your phone calls on that. Do you think the Tiger will win another golf tournament? Do you think Tiger will win another major? As right now he sits on the projected cut line at two over at the Masters. We'll wrap things up coming up here next. We'll take another final look at the field. What do guys have to do to potentially make a run here today? Make a move into contention? Is it Brooks Kepka's tournament to lose? And as he put himself too far out of reach with a three-shot lead, given some of the weather that's already rolled in and will roll in continually today, is this Brooks Kepka's golf tournament to lose? Is he going to run away with it here over the weekend? We'll talk about that and wrap things up coming up next. It's Kilberger for Going Low. Powered by Bowser Chevrolet on 93.7 The Fan. Welcome back to the show. Kale Berger here with you for Going Low, powered by Bowser Chevrolet, Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan. A couple more minutes here before we wrap things up and hand it off to Pat Bostic for the Panthers Insiders Show. And, you know, as we give you another quick update here on the leaderboard, 
it is Brooks Kepka at 12 under. Uh, I mentioned that he had, you know, early tee times the first two days. I guess we're splitting hairs here, but he teed off at about, you know, 11.30 or so on Thursday. But, you know, the point still stands. He capitalized and took advantage of that early 8.18 tee time yesterday on Friday and totally used it to his advantage, capitalizing and getting that three-shot lead. He's at 12 under through two rounds here, playing ridiculous golf with a 65 and a 67. He did all that and was able to be in the clubhouse before the weather turned, and that is going to be the uh, the biggest thing we keep an eye on here today is how do they fare with the changing conditions with regards to the weather. You know, temperature is going to be in the high 40s, you know, 47, 48, 49, much of the day, and, you know, hovering around a 70% chance of precipitation. So as much as we're talking about this golf tournament getting started back up again and finishing the second round coming up here at 8 o'clock, there is no, you know, there's not necessarily any lock that that is going to happen and they're going to be able to finish the golf today. And we could potentially be approaching a rare Monday finish for the Masters just given, you know, some of the weather conditions that are rolling in through Georgia uh, coming up here later today. So keep an eye on that. Uh, it'll certainly be something that the tournament's going to have to navigate, uh, but also these players as well. And just to reiterate, you know, these guys that had play suspended yesterday and have faced some, you know, very balmy, steamy temperatures over the last two days are going to be in for a rude awakening and facing a very different golf course coming up here today. Much colder. The ball's not going to fly the same. Uh, it's going to be wet. It's going to be much slower than it's been. And, you know, maybe there's an advantage to that on the greens. Um, but, you know, the ball in terms of distance, obviously not going to fly as well. And the wind going to be a considerable factor with winds expected to be around 14 miles per hour. Uh, pretty much no wind guys were talking about. I think it was uh, Colin Morikawa uh, talking about the lack of wind on some of those uh, par threes last couple of days. Going to be a very different situation here uh, today and potentially on Sunday as well. You know, last thing on this Tiger Woods discussion, and by the way, you can always stay and play at the Comfort Inn Somerset. Last thing about this Tiger Woods discussion, you know, we talked about this last week where, you know, there was question marks about how some of these live guys would fare given they had not played the amount just in volume of competitive golf that some of the other PGA Tour guys have played. You know, they have been playing golf week in and week out against the best field and best collection of talent in golf. Much more competitive situations over, you know, the last couple of months leading up to this golf tournament. You contrast that with what uh, the guys from Live have done. They've obviously played significantly less golf. That is one of the reasons why a lot of them defected and went to Live. Um, But also the fields haven't been as strong. And, you know, guys like Brooks Kepka, that hasn't really mattered. You know, Brooks Kepka has done just fine. But I think that is an interesting conversation to be had about Tiger Woods. Uh, he is right now and has said he's only focused on the majors. He's only going to try to play the majors. Well, the problem with that is, yeah, you can go out and play it at Medalist or, you know, play at one of your courses if you're Tiger Woods or play some of the ones in Jupiter or L.A., wherever he happens to be. You can go out and play golf, but there's – A difference between just going out and playing golf and having practice rounds and being in competitive situations, you know, going neck and neck, head to head with some of the best players in the world. And I know that he cannot play as much golf given his physical limitations. 
But Tiger might have to get to a point where he plays, you know, significantly more golf to try and give himself better opportunities if he wants to still pursue and win these majors. If that's what he's going for, you can't just play the majors because he's just simply not sharp enough. And everyone else is not only so much better, but everyone else is so much sharper. And you look at the last time that Tiger won the Masters, I think it was, what, 2019? He had played 19 events the year before, and then leading up to the tournament, he had played five events that year. He has played the Genesis, and that is it. So that might be something we see develop with Tiger Woods uh, coming up here as well as he continues to you know pursue his career and try to pursue that elusive next major is he might have to play more competitive golf. His body might not want him to do that, but that might have to be the case to make sure that the rest of his game is sharp enough to compete. Right now, he's plus two at the projected cut line here, tied for 50th at the Masters. Enjoy the golf today. Like we said, it's going to get started here potentially at 8 o'clock, but a lot of weather in the forecast, and right now it looks like Brooks Kepka's tournament to lose. John Rombach behind him at 9-under, but he's still got nine holes left to play in his second round as this is going to be a very wild golf tournament and a very wet golf tournament and windy coming up here over the next couple of days. Thanks to Joel Nelson for his producing behind the glass. Thanks to all of you chiming in on social media. You can follow us at GoingLowFan on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube as well. Um, I think we're getting out this week to shoot some stuff as well. Some nice weather here in the Pittsburgh area. Might get out there with Chris Muller, Joe Starkey. We got some fun stuff planned, so stay tuned for that as well. Also want to mention, later this afternoon, I will be out with Paul Alexander from 1 to 5 at Shooter's Golf in Wexford. Paul will be hosting his show. I'll be chiming in and out, jumping in with him, but also hanging out with you guys there. So come join us at Shooter's Golf in Wexford, 1 to 5 today. You know, it's all refreshed by Montucky Cold Snacks. Come hang out, hit some balls, watch the Masters, have some cocktails with us. Come hang out. It's going to be a great time. So myself and Paul Alexander out at Shooter's Golf in Wexford from 1 to 5. Come join us later. Coming up next, it is Pat Bostick with the Panthers Insider Show. The Panthers have a new women's basketball coach. I'm sure Pat will talk about that. That's coming up next. We'll talk to you next week. It's Kale Berger for Going Low. Powered by Bowser Chevrolet on Sports Radio 93.7 The Fan.